you are listening to The Dudes, bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics. Featuring Reflector Sports Editor Tanner Marlar and WMSV Sports Director Cody Blazak. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome back to another episode of The Dudes here in Starkville, Mississippi. We are about half an hour away from Egg Bowl kickoff alongside Tanner Marlar. I am Cody Blazak and we have another guest. Usually we get it from another university, but we have a sports writer here from Mississippi State and David Smith, who is also my co-host in Hot Takes. David will be giving his input on this upcoming Egg Bowl in which will start in about the next half hour. So, just to recap off of Tuesday's episode, Mississippi State still 18 and 1 in the month of November for Mississippi State Athletics. Obviously, the Egg Bowl kicks off here in about half an hour. Mississippi State will also tip off with Louisville at 8:30, which is about two and a half hours away. Women's volleyball will play on Friday. It'll be their last game of the season. It will also be played here at the Gris. Finish their season on a 13-game win streak if they can hold out against Auburn. A lot of hope for this women's volleyball team as we touched on Tuesday. Breaking into the top 25 on the coaches' poll and the RPI. Mississippi State taking on Louisville for basketball be a fun game pushes I believe if they win that they'll be 5-0 and to start the season we'll start off with that and just touch on it briefly before we get into the Egg Bowl but thoughts heading into that basketball game well Mississippi State was receiving uh six votes in the last AP poll for t- for uh, men's basketball I believe that's what I saw I think a win over Louisville can only help especially if it puts you at 5-0 and you know, you look around the country. There's not a lot of teams that are still that are undefeated. Going undefeated uh, for your first five games is not an easy feat in Division One basketball, no matter who you play. So I think I think it'll I think that game against Louisville could really get them on get them on a lot of people's radar as they should be. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. This this tournament in the Bahamas gives Mississippi State the opportunity to really bolster themselves and bolster their resume because not only will they play Louisville, but they'll play either the winner or the loser of. Richmond and Minnesota, which both of those teams are, would be a quality win as well as Louisville, which sets up Mississippi State fantastic. There's about 40-something undefeated teams left in Division One, with 358 teams total for Mississippi State to be one of them as of right now is a, is a fantastic feat to start the season. And both teams actually still undefeated. Uh, women have yet to lose a game. Men's have yet to lose a game. Women headed down to Florida for their next game, so that'll be their first big test of the year. And then they have Michigan. Uh, coming to Startville, I believe. So there's another one. So if the Bulldogs can pull out one of those two. I say that puts them, uh, the the women's team, on a lot of people's radar as well. Yeah. As far as far for this Mississippi State men's basketball team, they're going to be playing Louisville. Louisville is four and one on their season. Their one loss coming to Furman, who Mississippi State will play in the month of December. So it'll be neat to see that little matchup between those three teams to see who takes all of those games. Hoping for it to be the Bulldogs. Score predictions for that game. What do we? How do we feel? Mississippi State will match up against Louisville in got, the next couple hours. We got Mississippi State by fifteen. I've got Mississippi State in a low-scoring affair, which we've seen a lot this season from the Bulldogs. I've got them taking 
that one 56 to 51. You have a tight game. Tight one. Oh, a tight. Louis, Louisville's got a lot of talent on that team. They can, they, they've shown they can get up and down the floor. I think the pace of play will be controlled by the Bulldogs, leading to them walking out of that one victorious. Yeah, I think it'll be one of those games that where it's co- tightly contested, but those last couple minutes, I think the Bulldogs will be able to pull ahead by 10 or so points, get a double-digit win in the Bahamas. So we've got 15, 10, 4? Five. Five. Fifteen, ten, math's five. hard, isn't it? I'm telling you, we're good at the, we're either really good at our job or really bad at it. I've got a feeling one of us will be really good at it. At least. <laughs> one of us is going to get unless we lose, unless we lose, unless we lose. So, Mississippi State hopefully going to pull that out here in a couple hours. That should ki- that should tip off, give or take, around the third quarter of this Egg Bowl, that's which will be kicking off in about twenty five. Minutes, Mississippi State dropping from the top 25 in the polls. And who knew beating a team 55-10 could get you put out of the college football who playoff thought poll? we would be replaced with Clemson? It, well, they did beat Wake. For granted, Clemson did turn their season around, but uh, for me, personally, I think this gives this Mississippi State team a lot of motivation against Ole Miss. They're number nine in the country. Mississippi State... He's on a two-game win streak, defeated Auburn in that crazy comeback win. Now they played absolutely no one, broke top 25. Now we're here in the biggest game of the season for either team. Mississippi State, a two-point favorite, and I think rightfully so. Who would have thought that Ole Miss beating Vanderbilt by 14, which Mississippi State beat them by a lot more than that. A lot more than 14. Would move Ole Miss up three spots in the poll to number nine. I I'm not sure where the committee's head's at. It's I, the I, Vanderbilt I, brand, man. That's I, all it is. It you know, it's, it's such a history football program. <laughs> you know, they get in on brand. It's, they're just like Alabama. Exactly. As Gary it's Danielson would say. Huge win for Ole Miss. Must be. <laughs> a huge win. Everyone had that one circled on the schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mississippi State I, looks like the team we thought they could have been at the beginning of the season. Took them a while to get there, but now they're there. Will Rogers is playing one of, of the best mind. seasons we've seen from a quarterback. As, as Brandon Walker put it, one of the best in the nation. Just, uh, Brandon, Walter, Brandon Walker put a lot of things out that we can't say on this show um, that we may agree with or may not agree with. But as he did put it, Will Rogers is looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I would say he did look like the best quarterback in the nation two weeks ago against Auburn, and hands down. Um, expect for him to make a lot of lists come next season. And like Brandon Walker said, he put it the best way. This game features the best quarterback in Mississippi and then Matt Corral. It's the best way to put it. Honestly, yeah. There, there is no other way to put this matchup. And, yeah, Matt Corral is good, but he isn't the best in the state of Mississippi, Will Rogers has shown that the past six weeks at minimum. Uh, he's shown that he, he – listen, he's been making the game look real easy. He's been he's executing. His completion percentage is high. He's been – he's got so many games over 300 passing yards. It's ridiculous. So, I think going into it, it's just going to be a big – who's got the heart? And I think it's going to be a crummy night tonight. Weather is – not looking good. No bueno. No bueno on the on terms of the weather. And I wrote about this uh, the other day, actually. A lot of people will think that this weather is going to benefit Ole Miss. 
you know, a more more quote unquote balanced team. But let me ask you this: In what world is the weather at Washington State University ever better than it is in Starkville on any given night? And the air raid worked pretty well at Washington State in sub-zero temperatures and freezing rain and snow. I figure he's going to find. I figure Michael Leach will find a way to make it work tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to be. It ain't going to be a cakewalk for either team. No. It's not. I, I feel I like there's close so much hype in this season. Just the rough start for Mississippi State. Looking back on it, they could be 10-1, and one, but no, they're 7-4. and four. Ole Miss is a team that's been hit or miss this year, and they look like they've really been playing awful the past couple weeks. Just can't get it together. Lane Kiffin probably isn't all there in the head as he wants out. I mean – uh, this is this is Mississippi State's game to lose. And, you know, earlier in the season I said that Lane looks pretty at home there in Oxford. But these last few weeks where this team has kind of been falling off, he's looked a lot less comfortable on the sidelines, which I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to jump to conclusions here, but a lot of people think he's jumping ship. And I can kind of see where that's coming from. And I'm starting to lean more towards, well, he may. And I, I don't think Mike Leach is going anywhere, personally. Yeah, I think those those reports coming out about about Lane Kiffin are going to do one of two things: are they going to lead him out of Oxford, or it's going to get him a pretty hefty contract pretty extension? Pretty hefty extension, yeah. Yeah, he's either he's going to be a rich man either way. He's he's proven that he can at least make Ole Miss look good on paper, without yeah. a doubt. Well, now that the Florida gig is open, that's where a lot of people are saying like, that's it. You know, yeah. so a lot of options for Lane Kiffin. I, Ole Miss, obviously, and Lane Kiffin, known for their offense, hasn't looked spectacular, but I have a hard time believing that that offense won't pick it up come the start of this game. Come rivalry, come rivalry week, I figure that offense gets it together. Isn't that a hard word to say? Rivalry week? Yes, that is a hard – no, rivalry. That's a rivalry. hard word, period. Yeah, week, is, week is pretty easy. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, I think it's more or less – the Mississippi dialect coming out in all of us, but maybe, maybe. I don't know if people in other states have trouble saying rivalry. Maybe that's a poll we should put out. Maybe we should ask the populace. No, I think I think that's a normal thing unless you're up north and you call soda pop. What does soda and pop have to do with I don't know. I'm, kind of, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about <laughs> words that are difficult to say, and I just thought that like... Soda and pop? No, they call it pop up north. Don't hate on the listeners up north. I'm yeah. not hating on them. It's just different, and I don't under. Someone told me once the reason they call it pop up north is because when you open a soda can, it goes it pop. Pops. Yeah. So you call it pop? No, I don't. I, I don't either. I I'm know not people sure. that do though, and I don't. Ju- I don't judge them like Cody. Is. I'm not <laughs> judging them. It's just difficult. Cody, man, I'm calm giving them off. I'm giving them Cody came into the studio today with violence on his mind. Anyway, the Ole Miss Rebels <laughs> offense is looking to get back to it. In all seriously, serious seriousness, though, words are hard. David tells me that all the time. Words do be hard. In all seriousness, though, the Rebels are looking to get that offense back. And you got to think, if they're going to do it, it's going to be this week against the Bulldogs in Davis-Wade Stadium. I think the way – I think Mississippi State has a significantly higher chance – if they can score on their first drive. And that's been a trend we've seen all season where they can't get it going in the first half. Recently, or I say recently, I only mean this past week because they couldn't do it against Auburn either. Well, they were playing Tennessee State. Correct. 
that helps. That, but that, that that helps. It is the Ohio Valley Conference. It's just I think this Rebel offense is going to give Mike Lee to run for his money, and that Mississippi State offense. They got to get going quick, and they got to click quick. The only other good thing to me about it is even if we go down twenty-one nothing at half. We've done it all season oh, we long. Ch- we still got it, a chance. It, 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 we still have a chance. It, it's it doesn't phase me anymore. And I don't think I, I think obviously they're going to want to get the offense back on track. But you have to think this is the first time that that offense has been inside Davis Wade Stadium. A lot of those guys in that offense has been inside Davis Wade Stadium with it at full capacity. I mean, what the last time we played in Davis Wade was obviously two years ago. The sophomores now have never been inside Davis Wade with it at full capacity. They're, and, again, going back to Brandon Walker, there are going to be 62,000 cowbells in that stadium tonight. It's and that is going to be loud. Oh, no doubt about it. And as, as said best, looking at this Ole Miss team, their performance against Vanderbilt, Matt Corral said it best. You know, if we, if we look, he said, quote, if, if, they, if we look like we did against Vanderbilt, Mississippi State is going to stomp us. And he's right. He's right. They've got to look better, and he knows it best. You know, playing for that offense the way he has the past couple of years, he knows how good this Ole Miss offense can be. But you know, looking at this weather tonight, I'm not sure how old, how good this Ole Miss offense, how explosive they will be able to be. They're going to have to run the ball. The, and Mississippi State did that. That inconsistent Mississippi State defense we talked about Tuesday is going to have to show up and stop the run. Yeah, this is. It's one of those games where. Mississippi State is going to have to show out on both sides of the ball, especially if Ole Miss comes to bring it and that offense is clicking. That defense is going to have to be ready because I'm not sure, as good as this Mississippi State offense is, I'm not sure they can win this game single-handedly without the help can, of their defense. It can't be a, it can't be a, a sure enough 40-50 point shootout. It can't be. Unless they click in the first half and can play like they have in the second half all season in that first half, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, you know, Everybody, everybody, when they make these predictions, likes to talk about a magic number of points that you can give up. For this game, minus twenty-eight. If they can, if Mississippi State can hold Ole Miss to twenty-eight points, they will win this football game, and I'll, they'll win it comfortably. If they score more than twenty-eight, you're going to start sweating a little bit. And I don't. I, my prediction, my prediction is that they won't, because that that Ole Miss offense, as much as we like to hate on them, is good. They are good. So that's that's my thoughts. They have proven to be really good. They've got a collection of running backs in Oxford that have proven to be really good as well. Headed by Jerry and Ely, the the Jackson Mississippi product has looked fantastic all year long when he's been healthy and been able to play. He's looked really really good on the ground, and he's probably looking at the weather, looking his lips, going he he knows he's going to well, get the ball. Him and Snoop Connor. Oh, absolutely. Both of them know they're going to get the ball a you know, lot tonight. To talk about Jerry and Ely, though. I've been on this beat long enough to remember a time where Jerry and Ely was millimeters away from flipping to Mississippi State, and then we lost our running back coach. And he made some comments the other day about Starkville. I was like, dude, you literally toured here and loved it. You were a a coaching hire away from coming here. What is this? But either way, either way, I rest my case. As far as it goes for the Ole Miss defense – not a great defense. They allow 428.5 yards a game of offense. They allow 237 through the air, 190 on the ground. 
They allow 25.4 points a game, which I think very well favors Mike Leach's offense. We don't see – they give up a lot of running yards, and I know we don't run the ball a lot. They give up a lot of yards, period, but they haven't played anybody all year that throws the ball near as much as Mississippi State does. And I think I think the fact of them knowing that this is an air raid offense, they're going to throw a ball a lot, they give so much up on the ground. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a couple – chunk yard plays from the ground when I say chunk yards I mean maybe 15 yard carries I don't think we're gonna 15, break anything yards, yeah I don't think we're gonna see anything crazy but I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all to see one broken for 50 60 yards to the crib uh, no it wouldn't surprise me either but yeah because Jaquavius March and Dylan Johnson definitely some two breakaway speed guys you know but either way I, I definitely could see some some big chunk yardage coming off of the ground just because it's and the thing with Ole Miss is they're not a sure tackling defense. That's what gets them in trouble. They have talent and they have players, but they're just not a sure tackling group. You see a lot of arm tackling. And Woody Marks and Dylan Johnson have proven those two aren't guys you can arm tackle. They don't go down easily. I mean those and they're gonna be coming for four quarters because we've seen those two how they play throughout games all year. And now that, I mean, J.J. Jernigan, we've seen flashes from him all year that, that can show that he can break tackles and get in open space. So if we do see a lot more of those dump-offs this game, I, I, I'm with you, Cody. I, I wouldn't be shocked with, you know, somebody breaking out for 20, 30, and like even David said, maybe 40, 50 to the crib. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Leach put a wrinkle into the playbook as, as well. We haven't seen a, a ton of jet sweeps on the ground, but – you know, like like you said, up in up in Washington State when Leach was there, the the air raid still still prevailed with with the ugly weather there. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Leach find a way to get these wide receivers involved on the ground. Some reverses and stuff like that too. I mean, it's it's rivalry week. There's no point. There's in, the, the, the Leach is bringing out the whole playbook. Oh, you, you cannot have to. let anything be held back. Especially, you know, we we know how good Ole Miss is this year. It's it's there's no time to waste. You leave it all on the line tonight. You throw the kitchen sink tonight. Mississippi State, the most rush yards in a game they have this season, I believe, was last week for 107. I very well think they're going to go over 107 yards on the ground this week on the pure fact that I feel like there's going to be some things thrown in there just rush-wise. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had 150 yards on the ground, but it's also one of those games where Ole Miss's defense is so rough, we might have 150 yards on the ground, but we might have 450 in the air. It's very possible. And we saw, and I know we only played Tennessee State last week, but we saw Will Rogers air the ball out. We weren't seeing, we saw the dumps that we saw, we've seen all season long, but it looked like he was more comfortable in the pocket letting it loose and flying deep. So I'm, I'm expecting some more over-the-top, just big chunk plays. I, th- I think this will be a game of chunk yards for both teams because, I mean, Ole Miss has chunk plays where it just kills you. And I think the way you combat that is with chunk plays. I hope so. But uh, I I just, with the weather being like it is, I mean, throwing a wet football 50 yards is not easy no. by any means. And there's not a lot of quarterbacks, period, NFL or college, that can do it. Um, maybe Will's that guy. He's, he's, he's defied my expectations all year long. Maybe he is that guy that can chunk a ball 40 yards down the field with it sopping wet. But I just don't think you're going to see a lot of deep balls tonight from Corral or Rodgers. Yeah, and it really it really felt like something last week that 
that Leach's offense wanted to prove is that they could air the ball out against Tennessee State. It felt like there were a lot more deep balls called. And when you're playing someone like Tennessee State, you can you can do that. Um, obviously, with the weather the way it is tonight, it'll be a little different. But, I mean, there's a reason that Will Rogers is the second-leading passer in the NCAA because he's proven he can throw the ball well all season long. And I'd, I'd expect, even with it being as wet as it is, I'd, I'd expect at least – some 25, 30 yard deeper passes coming out of the playbook. Something over the middle of the field, yeah. Absolutely. I could Something, see that. A, a post route or even a, a deep corner route could be taking place tonight. Some Austin, some nice little 20 yard Austin Williams dig routes. Oh, I'd expect quite a few of those, yeah. for sure. Over the middle, oh, yeah. That's, that's where he makes his money, right yeah. there. <laughs> as far as the Bulldogs' defense is concerned, it isn't as great as we expected this season. Obviously going to be playing a struggling Ole Miss offense that we've already said should, if they're going to do it, this will be the game they turn it around. Going into it, that defense has a lot to prepare for in Matt Corral. What do you do to stop him? you got to contain him. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I know that this is by no means any kind of good comparison, but you look at who your scout team guy is that you can play off of all week, Who's your Who's your guy on staff that plays the most like Matt Corral? It's Chance Lovertich. Chance Lovertich, I would argue, is just is quite mobile. He's probably close to Matt Corral. If If he's been playing scout team quarterback, and they've gotten to get a, uh, they've gotten some good looks out of him, I think it's very doable. But you've got to contain him. You have to make Matt Corral beat you with his arm because if you let him beat you with his arms and his legs, it's ball game. Yeah, we saw Lovertich. In that Vanderbilt game, late in the game, obviously, I mean, I'm sure backups were in at that point, uh, Lovertich being one himself, he showed stretches of brightness. He, he, he looked well, really, he had like really good. He 100 yards passing in the fourth quarter of, of against Tennessee State, did he not? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the kid's talented. He's no, I don't, again, he's obviously no Will Rogers, but he's talented. He, we probably won't, we probably won't have him next year, but. He's a talented player, and I he, think if he's, he's a great backup. He is. If I think Rogers were to get hit hurt, he's a good person to come in for him. Oh yeah, I, I you know I, obviously that's not the situation we want, but he's obviously more mobile. He gives the defense something else to prepare for. Big talk the past couple weeks have been the issues of Mississippi State kicking, and it's gonna it might be even rougher in the next eight minutes when the game starts with the weather being the way it is. That ball is going to be tough to kick and to place. The wind factor, all of it. Well, it depends. If you take care of your K-balls. See, when what, what they do is they have different balls that they actually play with and they have K-balls, which are kicking balls. A lot of times those balls are kept dry. Those balls are only brought out. And there's like four or five of them when there's a kicking situation because those balls have been prepped and everything else. There's a whole like thing that managers have to go through with K-balls and getting them prepped for a game. And those are usually kept dry. But the weather and the wind is what's going to – the, the rain, the wind, stuff like that is obviously going to have an effect. But the ball should still be the same. Yeah, but it, w- it wouldn't surprise me at all when you get into the Ole Miss half of the field, closer to the field goal range and even closer to the red zone – with the weather the way it is tonight, to see Leach make some decisions and go for it on fourth down more than we've seen Mississippi State do it all year long. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think you have to. 
with with an opponent like this, an opponent like Ole Miss, like we've we've already talked about it multiple times, you've got to leave it all on the line. There's no turning back. You can't leave yourself in a situation where what if we would have gone for it rather than taking, you know, even an easy three on the board. You have to be aggressive, especially against a team like Ole Miss. Because the way you win the Egg Bowl is you don't you do not let up for four quarters of play. It's a matter of who wants to win more for four quarters. No matter how talented each team is, no matter what the rankings are, that's just how the Egg Bowl works. Slowly starting to wrap this Egg Bowl edition show up. Tradition is tradition. That it is. The last thing we do on these shows, our offensive and defensive X-Factors for this Egg Bowl. Offensive, starting off first. Oh, this will be our last regular season. This is the last X factors as well. Tanner, who who is your standout player for Mississippi State? All right, on the offensive end. On the offensive side, he's had two big weeks here in a row. I think I I think they were generally warm ups to what he's going to do this week. He's a very talented player. He was the number one wide receiver coming out of JUCO. Malik Heath. I'm thinking, I, I genuinely think, in this rivalry game, Malik Heath hates Ole Miss just as much as anybody on the roster. He's got the speed, he's got the talent, he's got the size, and these last three games, he's finally found, he's finally been putting all those three things together. I think Malik Heath breaks out for a hundred plus and a touchdown or two. And Our special special guest, David Smith, with little. MSU insider knowledge. Who are we looking at for Mississippi State's offensive X factor? No, we can't use Will Rogers. Yeah, can't be Rogers. You can't can't use Will Rogers. I mean, you could against Tennessee State because I did, but it's Tennessee State. (laughs) And this week, you've got to expect with the weather the way it is now, and I think we've talked about it all show long. It's got to be the ground game, and I'm not sure whether it'll be Dylan Johnson or Woody Marks having the best game, but I think one of those two guys, and I'll lean towards Dylan Johnson, obviously averaging 5.3 yards a carry, is the leading rusher for the Bulldogs. I think he's got to be the X Factor tonight. You've got to be, you've got to see some of those 10, 15-yard runs, and I think he will be the X Factor tonight on, on Mississippi State's offensive side of the ball. Definitely getting, I, would, I wouldn't expect him to get a crazy amount more carries than he does on an average week, but I would expect him to get a few more, and I expect him to take advantage of those, and I think he'll put together close to, if not, a 100-yard ground game tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm with David on the offensive X-Factors as well. I don't know which running back it's going to be. Just the running back room as a whole, I, I think, will be, be a big key in the success for the Bulldogs in the next five or so minutes. Wrapping up. Oh, can I give you an honorable mention? So, with the weather the way it is, touchbacks are no, nowhere near as prevalent. Kicking the ball out of the end zone is nowhere near as prevalent. I think Ole Miss's kicker just got suspended for PED use, something like that. So it may be a backup guy coming in here, maybe. Expect Tula Griffin to be returning kicks again. And if you're kicking the ball to Tula Griffin, you know that's trouble. Whether it's rain, snow, sleet, or shine, that's a talented player. Real quick, we got a couple minutes left. To wrap it up, two more things. The first of those two, defensive X-Factor, who are we looking at? Randy Charlton and the rest of that defensive line, but mainly Charlton. They can get to Matt Corral, make him uncomfortable, contain him, make them beat 
Mississippi State with Matt Corral's arm, I think they win this football game. I think on the defensive end, we've seen how explosive the Ole Miss offense is. And we know how good both corners are for the Bulldogs tonight in Martin Emerson and Emmanuel Forbes. You know both those guys are stellar at the corner position, but I think the X factor tonight for the defense is going to be over the top. Fred Peters at the safety position has got to – has got to keep everything in front of them because if you let the Ole Miss guys get behind you, they will make you pay. He and Jalen Green, yep. Absolutely. Both of them has got to keep everything in front of them, in front of you and have got to keep Ole Miss from getting the explosive plays tonight. I, that's my X, Those are my X factors tonight. Yeah, I like it. Real quick, I think Emerson and Forbes are going to be big time this game. I think they have to be big time in order to cover those wideouts. So, predicting a pick or two? I think we're going to see at least one. Matt Corral has only thrown three all year. I think we're going to see one. Biggest game of the season for the Bulldogs. Shifting gears into our last tradition, and I'll throw a little curveball in there as well. We usually don't do special team X-Factors, but to go on with this, score predictions, X-Factor and Nolan McCord, 38-35 as time expires, Bulldogs win. Did you you just say that? Because that was mine. 38-35, 38-35, time Nolan expires, McCord, McCord game for the game winner. Goal. All right, I said that in my SI prediction because here's the thing with the Egg Bowl, and I wrote it just like this. I've been following this thing for 21 years, and the wacky always seems to prevail over the probable. So I've got it, the exact same thing. It's going to make just poetic justice. Exactly. With the weather the way it is. Poetic justice. Him struggling, I, I think it would be. I think it's going to be something to watch. It's, David, real quick, it, score it, prediction. I'm going to go 35-31. I don't think State makes a field goal tonight. I would be surprised. Period. You know, we talked about it early in the show. Going forward on fourth down will be key. I think that without a doubt, when you're looking at special teams X factor, I think Jaden Waller in the punt return could be huge as well. Like you said, Griffin with the kick returns, but I think 35-31, the Bulldogs get it done. It is 6.30 on the dot as we speak. We can hear the cowbells ringing from Davis Wade Stadium. Not as really because we're recording this on Wednesday. All right, but we were going to act like <laughs> we was, but <laughs> secret's gone for that. Look, we all have families, okay? We all have families that we enjoy spending time with. The theoretical cowbells are, are ringing, ringing as this game is probably going to kick off in about a minute. <laughs> we'll get back to you with the end results of this Egg Bowl along with some other Mississippi State sports that's happening over the weekend when we come back Tuesday on the Dudes for our special guest, David Smith, Tanner Marler. I'm Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you again come next Tuesday. The proceeding was a WMSV production.